everybody, Rachel Varga here, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker, and I warmly invite you to check out working with Katie and I. You can go to beautyandthebiohacker.com where you can find our book one-on-one links with either Katie and I. Katie can help you with optimizing your sleep through biohacking modalities, and I can help you with optimizing your at-home and in-clinic skin and rejuvenation journey with skincare, biohacking, dermal rolling, and all of that cool stuff. Be sure to also check out our favorites page where you can find our shortlist of our top biohacking and supplement picks to help you slow your aging on a cellular level. And be sure to use those affiliate links to continue to support the show here and use the promo codes to save yourself some money. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients. And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. What is up, friends? Hope you are relaxing, having a great day. This is your homegirl, Katie. I am joined here by Rachel Varga, and you, my friends, are tuning into the one and only Beauty and the Biohacker podcast, and we've got some cool jams. Uh, what is this song called, Rachel? It's called Feeding the Ducks. Yes. I love it. Uh, Doesn't seem to have any lyrics, which is great because I don't think any are necessary. But today, today we are not talking about ducks. We are talking about a lot of other things about, uh, as Rachel says, being more awesome. (laughs) We're going to talk about some stuff for uh, how to help with EMFs in your home and the types of clothing that Rachel has been wearing recently, the types of devices we have in our homes. We're going to talk about why... Rachel decided to completely cancel culture herself and delete social media, maybe forever, question mark. And uh, and then finally, we're going to wrap things up with just some fun stuff on like what's going on in our neck of the woods. What's what's going on with you guys? Leave a comment. Send us an email. Love to know what's on your mind. But we're going to tell you what's on ours. And I think this is going to be a really, really fun and uh, and and somewhat enjoyable kind of off-the-cuff type of episode, which Rachel and I love because we've got this sweet, sweet alchemy. And uh, Rachel, anything you'd like to say? Maybe a little promotion of the podcast? (laughs) Well, do we need to um, preface this episode with just like a little bit of like a PG rating to it? Oh, perhaps. Yeah. If if you do have children sitting in the backseat of your car, you might want to press pause on this one. There might be some you know adult related content coming out of this one i'm not entirely sure nothing is scripted but you you can never really tell with us what's going to happen so just a little fair warning there out there if you've got the little kitties and you're not ready to talk about the birds and the bees kind of stuff you might want to just uh 
take a take a break and and put a pause on this one and listen to it at your own leisure. <laughs> the reason why we're kind of putting a disclaimer on this one is we're feeling extra silly this morning, and mm-hmm. I kind of sort of all jokes aside almost want to rebrand the show the bnb awesome show so like for stuff like this where we go just a bit a bit deeper and mm-hmm. a little bit more controversial we're just gonna preface it i mean a little bit behind sh- the scenes you know behind the curtain under the yeah. bed over no, no i'm just gonna stop those analogies right there. under the emf <laughs> canopy of the bed oh! yeah. So let's start, Sorry. Rachel, by um, by talking about your lovely EMF suit. And if anybody didn't see Rachel and my podcast the other day, uh, you can check it out on, on Rachel's podcast. But uh, she she was wearing basically what appeared to be something out of Elon Musk's closet, uh, maybe like a space suit. You know, she was kind of looking like she's getting ready to Mars. And I'm just curious, what did the fam, what did your husband think about that beautiful suit? Well, I like this expression that you sort of Freudian slipped getting ready for Mars or or getting Mars or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to roll with it. It's, you know, when we get all spacey and techy, let's uh, let's go with that. I think we're kind of like a little bit nervous because before we hit record, we were just like dropping jokes left, right and center. And now we're like, <laughs> oh, we better like zip it up a little bit. <laughs> Or zip it down. I don't know. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a dress with a, a zipper in the front, and mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. I love zippers because they're kind of sexy, but they're also utilitarian. And you know when they're really sexy couch. when you zip it all the way up so that you cover your face in your spacesuit. That was I know so sexy. I don't know if anybody caught that. Well, that's like okay. That's that's a great point. So <laughs> before we get into the BNB Awesome Show. Um, I warmly invite you to learn more about Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com where you can work with us one-on-one. Katie can help you out with biohacking and sleep optimization. Uh, we recently worked, uh, both of us, with a lovely lady, Karen. We adore you so much. Yay! Love Karen. Yeah, Karen's awesome. And then I'm just over here helping people get the skin that they've always dreamed of and, you know, helping us slow our aging from the inside out with the biohacking stuff and also with fantastic skincare, dermal rolling, and skin-optimized supplements and all that. So hang out with Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com. Check out our favorites page. We are going to be dropping some of our favorite tech in true biohacker fashion on our favorites page at beautyandthebiohacker.com forward slash favorites and there will be some affiliate links to help to support the free content here and promo codes and we would love to hear from you shoot us an email well we'll don't like shoot us but like send please <laughs> to info at beautyandthebiohacker.com we would absolutely love to hear from you so what are we talking about first canceling myself or emf mitigation (laughs) our best tips for being more awesome at the moment or how much we love our menstrual cycles microdosing getting into what's going on in our neck woods like (laughs) these are all the things oh boy what do you want to start with Uh, Well, I think like the elephant in the room has got to be Rachel's off social media and you have quite a prolific following when, when you sent out an email uh, from your newsletter the other day, that was, I'm quitting social media, all caps, very Kanye style. I was like, whoa, whoa, girl. Okay. All right. Tell me, tell me more. I literally opened it up. I was like, 
what is happening? Why? Why? I was so confused, so curious, so excited. I was like, damn, a little jealous. Very, actually very jealous. So just curious, like if for, for our listeners who maybe follow you and, uh, and love your social media stuff, what's going on, girl? Where can we find you? Why? Why did you leave? Why I'm you too busy feeding the ducks. Right? <laughs> That's why I love that song in the back of the, in, in, in our streaming platform here. It's like, there's a song called feeding the ducks. Are you fucking kidding me? This is amazing. If there was I... anybody to quit social media for feeding the ducks, it 100% would be you for sure. Well, to be fair, which is very like UK saying, I got to go back to UK to work on getting rid of this ridiculous Canadian accent of mine. Because <laughs> in my neck of the woods, we speak like just a little bit, I hate to say it, but a bit hick up here. So I need to work on that. So that is what we'll talk about a little bit more in the Rachel Varga Finishing School over on okay. the Rachel Varga podcast. But Love we'll sprinkle a little bit in here. 10 years ago, I didn't have social media. I had it like in university and then I deleted it. Thank freaking goodness. Cause now all those college university photos are nowhere to be seen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so I got rid of social media cause I didn't like it. And I just like, I didn't like all the like political stuff on it. I actually had a girlfriend. This is probably going to blow some of your guys' minds. Uh, she actually lived in a country with the words are you for a little while and hot i kind of speaking in code a little bit in case you didn't pick that up and she had a boyfriend <laughs> whose job was actually to make fake news oh i do believe that yeah i mean this is Facebook a long time ago too come under a lot of controversy recently yeah. Algorithm stuff. yeah oh boy so so you you sort of like got an early taste of kind of getting out of the the matrix yeah. so to speak and then you're like let's yeah. try that again <laughs> yeah well then I you know being as being an aesthetic nurse you are kind of really encouraged um with many most businesses you are led to believe that you need to have social media in order to put food on your table mm. I'm not even kidding you this is like the program and sort of like the quote-unquote spell that we're under we don't need social media the most the most impactful and skillful practitioners that I pay on a regular basis are nowhere near social media because they don't have to be right. They've already mm -hmm. found their tribe. They're going through word of mouth, things like that. And I just, I was really tired of the interference I was experiencing on like a political perspective, social justice perspective, the fear-based and AI perspective and the EMF perspective. All of those factors were just like, okay, one day I just randomly said it on a show. I think I'm going to delete my social media. I didn't say I think. I said, I'm just going to do it. I do this all the time. I say stuff and then I do it or I say stuff and then it happens. So when you're kind of like thinking about what's going on in the world, be very careful with the words that you choose to use, even when you're complaining because you do not want to be um perpetuating something so be very 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 careful with our words very powerful i also looked at my metrics and most of the clients who are working with me like 90 percent, aren't on social media they are tuning into the audio only podcast and they're on my newsletter so from an entrepreneurial business perspective this was actually a very strategic business move because i was wasting time on instagram i looked at my screen time metrics and mm. my screen time on my phone completely uh, in general is down like 79% from 
from the week wow, before. Wow, that's impressive. I was going to say, like, for, you know, all those reasons I totally get, but, like, the time suck that I find myself in, it's like a rabbit hole where you go on Instagram to maybe, like, post something, and then all of a sudden you're, like, an hour later, oh, my gosh, like, I'm either answering direct messages or I'm just scrolling through and yeah, I mean, I'm so fed up with the targeted ads. We just got a puppy. So you can imagine like everything is now about all these like toy dog things that I don't actually need all these food. Like, you know, it's just everything is now like very targeted and it feels a little, you know, uh, it, it, it feels like they're, they're coming after me. They're like, Hey, you're going to need this. And if you're, you're not a good dog parent, if you don't have this and it's like, guys, 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 like I, I got this, like, you know, it's, it sometimes the, the ads just are not helpful. And the time that you spend on the platform is taking away from the time you should be spending doing something else that's more creative, in my opinion. That's why I'm not on TikTok. And it's, uh, it's why I've been very strategic about like which platforms I want to be on. Because yeah, you can just end up spending oodles of time there, not doing much of anything or helping too many people. I mean, you can help people, but I think it's uh, the attention span of people on that is pretty low. Social media is not free. Number one, it is getting you to buy more stuff that you do not need, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, sponsored ads. Like, let's talk about for a hot second, all of these garbage, white label, private label skincare mm -hmm. products and beauty supplements that everybody's getting targeted hard for or all these gadgets and gizmos and they're just going to end up in the drawer where products go to die and then mm -hmm. eventually in a landfill so we have to be very uh, particular with what we're buying and, and things like that but the other thing I started to notice was I talked about finally for the first time EMFs because I'm very interested in the electromagnetic implications of Wi-Fi, 5G, and all of that on our bodies because I'm writing a paper on it. I've just always been feeling like I was super hypersensitive to electromagnetics, which is why I do my one to two days a week off-grid days in the woods, out of you know cell phone reception, all that, because I just feel better. And then it clued in why things like emf are censored on social media because the first time i talked about emf youtube didn't let me monetize that video here's the link social media doesn't want you to know how bad emfs are for you so getting back to social media being on your phone is making you sick it's getting you to spend more money and it's sucking your time i missed out on like crypto opportunities i was getting behind on emails and my client care so social media is not free, but EMFs, of course, will always be censored on social media and that whole content, because why would they want to, you to know that being on your devices is making you sick? That's going to be bad for business for them. So when you kind of like clue into just what's happening behind the curtain, if you will, it all becomes very clear. And, and there is a tool that I have also been using to help to provide a little bit of clarity for that as well. So that is why I chose to cancel myself in this whole <laughs> cancel culture, culture, which is ridiculous, but by the way, so that's why. I did. You're like, you're opting out and I love it because I think you're like, I, I hope that we see more people do this because I think a lot of people resonate with what you're saying. 
I mean, myself included, like I've just, I've noticed that my productivity, my, even my own creativity, like when you're a creator, when you're an artist, when you are writing for a living, or I mean, no matter what you're doing, like you have a passion inside, you have like, it takes a long time sometimes to cultivate that and to get yourself in the right headspace to do great work. And every time you pick up that phone for a notification, you're backtracking, right? You're taking yourself out of that headspace. You're then getting distracted, which is then, then it takes longer and it's so much harder to get back into the momentum, the track that you were on. So for that, you know, it's just like, is it the worst thing? Like I've taken a full break. Like I haven't gone on my Instagram. Like I've hit all notifications and I haven't gone on Instagram to check anything for a week. It's felt really good. It's given me time to do some self-development stuff, to work on some courses and do some coaching and like meditating. Like you can't meditate when you've got like ding, ding, ding. And you're like thinking about it. It's, it's really hard to get into the space of healing and doing some stuff like personal work for yourself. So just even taking a break, like maybe not even going as extreme as Rachel, but just taking a couple days. Like I did a dopamine detox weekend with Jasper, my fiance. I, I'd say it's like maybe six months ago. And we're trying to do it every six months where we literally don't do like, don't touch any devices for the entire day. We, we put all of our like laptops, our phones, our watches, everything that we use like electronically into a drawer. We locked it. Jasper hit the key and we carried on with our life like before technology became a thing. And it was so refreshing because we had some of the most enjoyable and thought-provoking conversations. We went outside into nature. We started to observe things differently, almost as if we were, you know, like on mushrooms or something, you know, not that any of us have ever done that, but just like, if you can imagine what it would be like to just be in a different, you know, spiritual capacity, that's sort of what like taking a break from all of that does. It frees you of this feeling like you have to be on, you have to be answering. You are part of this like construct, this matrix that you are, you know, like it's your responsibility to get back to something, right? And you free yourself of that and you get to see things a little bit differently. So I highly recommend a dopamine detox weekend. I am curious though, Rachel, how long are you planning to be abstaining from the from the social media ether, the universe? Like, is it forever? Is it, you know, indeterminate amount of time? Um, I actually deleted the whole app from my phone. And the weird thing is, is that since then, I have noticed a difference energetically. So mm. This was not only like a business move, which was a super ballsy one as mm -hmm. a virtual entrepreneur to literally cancel a stream of finding new clients. And if you're tuning in here and we've connected on social media, like, I love you, I miss you, but just email me instead, info at rachelvarga.ca. The one thing I really didn't like about uh, Instagram is you open a message and you basically have to respond to it right away. There isn't the option like with email to 
leave it as then unread and go back to it energetically when you're in a better space. And I'm really intentional. Like when I sit down and email back my clients and respond, I'm like, I really enjoy that. So I want to make sure I'm in a good space to do so. But I did it uh, not only as a strategic move to focus on where my clients really are, which is on the podcast and on my newsletter, which I will have pictures of the ducks there as well. And <laughs> that's going to be like my new feed, right? Is, yeah. So I'll still be able to share like those hits of uh, inspiration and encouragement and, and uh, happiness, which is why people kind of tune into my channel. But it is from an esoteric perspective as well that I did it because I was noticing some AI interference along the lines of like psyops kind of stuff that was really kind of impacting me. And I didn't like that. It's like, we're, like I said before, we're not meant to know mm-hmm. what, you know, one of the 27 different global crises are happening in the world. We're not necessarily informed enough to have opinions on all of those things, nor I think is it healthy for us to have conversations about things with people. Um, and I also, um, it's kind of like rude for people to sometimes ask for your opinion on certain things, especially mm. if you don't want to talk about it. So I'm, I'm, I am taking a little bit more of like a neutral perspective on things because I really quickly realized just how impacted and influenced I was being. And also some of the closest people around me, how influenced they have been. And then when you step, step back as more like an objective observer, AKA scientific, more perspective. Mm-hmm you kind of see what's happening. Totally. I, um, I'd i love to segue and talk a little bit about your experience with EMFs too, because you've done a lot, Rachel, in terms of like safeguarding your house, safeguarding yourself. And I'd love to know just like anecdotally, what, what do you feel has worked for you? And maybe what are some of the practices that you do on a regular basis? Like whether that even be just like turning off the router at night, like that could help people sort of see and gauge if it works for them too. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is kind of a perfect segue because canceling social media, I just like about a month and a half ago, I was not feeling good. I'm pretty sure I had COVID and I felt like I kicked it after about 12 hours, but then I got my period and then I got a cold and then I just had this like crazy fatigue for 10 days. I'm like, what the F is happening? Why am I this zapped? And intuitively, I knew, okay, I don't have the energy to like go out and do like a four by four excursion. My girlfriend was having issues with EMFs as well. And so I brought this up to her and sure enough, she sees a naturopath. She does live blood analysis and her naturopath tells her she has like signs of electromagnetic radiation poisoning because all of her red blood cells were gluing together and so that's like the proof in the pudding with this this is how you like quantify emf um issues is actually through easily through live blood cell analysis so like your naturopath or functional medicine provider can do that for you wait wait hold on yeah i want to we yes let's do our disclaimer but i want to i actually don't really know anything about this and i'm just really curious like if you could just kind of like walk, because I'm, I'm guessing like maybe some of our listeners have never heard of this either. Like what's involved? Like how do they, how do you do a live blood analysis? And like, what is the red blood cells like coagulating mean? Like just a, a, you know, 500 foot like overview of this because I'm fascinated. 500 foot overview from over 20 years of international research, primarily from Europe. 
Okay. So let's start with the disclaimer. What we talk about here is not medical information. It is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. If you're feeling a bit off, if you're feeling zapped for no friggin' particular reason, I also feel very strongly that pretty much everybody needs to start learning how to manage EMF mitigation. And you were also being niggled to do this for your dog, were you not? Not necessarily for my dog, but I actually had very similar symptoms to you, thinking it was the same thing, same root cause, having immense brain fog, tremendous fatigue. Like, I definitely attributed it to my menstrual cycle, and we're going to get into some of the menstrual cycle stuff soon, but I was thinking it was all that, and then my menstrual cycle passed and it wasn't going away. So I... Uh, that's why I'm just like, you've piqued my curiosity because I'm like, something else is going on and I haven't changed my diet and my exercise is the same. And like when everything else is like totally normal or like what you've done, been doing, and then all of a sudden you do not feel yourself, you have, you kind of lurking for the root cause, right? So I'm just very curious about the like live blood analysis and you know, kind of what, what you would gain from doing something like that. How expensive is it? And who does it? Cause I can't imagine I would go into my like pra normal practitioner and be like, Hey, I'd like a live blood analysis. He'd be like, what is that? So yeah. So just like, how do you even get access to this? Yeah. Traditional naturopaths do it. You do need a specific type of microscope to basically prick your blood, put some blood on a slide and look at it under a microscope. You can actually see the RBCs. You can see things like bacterial cells in there and um, all sorts of cool things in the blood. But when we're talking about EMFs and a great way to um, deter, you can see like parasites in the blood too. Yeah. So this has been used in naturopathy, functional medicine for quite a while. So like your family care practitioner isn't really going to be doing this for you. Um, so disclaimer, this is a medical advice, educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, please seek the guidance of a licensed physician. This is just to kind of give you that 500 foot overview of how we can actually assess EMFs and the implications to our bodies. So the red blood cells are kind of like inner tubes. And when they're going down a river or pool or whatever, they're bumping off of each other. And you're saying like, Hey, good to see you, buddy. Great to see you. You know, let's share a drink. So, or something like that. Uh, clearly we do that in the summer here on the rivers, but it's all good fun. Uh, very, very G rated for the families. And so our RBCs are red blood cells, carry oxygen, carry nutrients and also pull toxins out of the particular area of the tissues where it's being perfused to. So what happens when we are exposed to a lot of EMFs is our red blood cells, the inner tubes start to stick together. The uh, edges of the cell becomes very like spiky. They stick together and they glue together and they clump together. So instead of them like bumping off one another, because also the ionic, like if you have a magnet, they tend to like bump or stick. So when we are electromagnetically grounded, everything's going to be functioning better. But when we're not, we're inside, we're in condos all the time, we're not contacting the earth, our electromagnetics are off. So this is also um, how I postulate this is um, 
also applied in this situation is the ionic interactions are totally off. So you get this gluing, you don't get as good blood flow, you get brain fog because the blood flow is interfered with your organs. The skin is the largest organ. There's research on EMFs making the skin more irritated, red, sensitive. Eye irritation, dry eye. I've actually been sleeping with my uh, EMF clothing actually over my eyes at night. And since I started doing that, I don't have dry eye symptoms. And I'm very keenly aware of this having worked in ophthalmology oculoplastics for about over about 11 years. So I understand eye health and things like that. So I thought that was very interesting. So EMFs, there's also research because I'm writing a paper on it right now, an academic paper on ovarian blood flow and having that be impaired through EMF. So there's actually quite a bit of data and literature out there from like midwives and OBGYNs talking about mitigation strategies for the importance of hormonal, um, hormonal care. That is fascinating. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really, I think we're coming to a place where people are going to start to clue in on some of the ways to quantify these things, because I think it's been labeled as woo woo for a while because we just didn't have data, right. To back it up. At least that's been my perception of. No, that was, that was actually a very strategic plan by like the cell phone companies. Okay. So there's that. Um, and I think as people start to educate themselves and start to notice symptoms that are out of alignment with what they're used to, or start to pick up on things and make correlations and start to get the data, I think that, you know, hopefully we'll start to see people taking, you know, more action, but what can people do right now if they are experiencing these symptoms? Like, to safeguard their home? Like, what do you do? What does your family do? You know, you live in a house. I'm guessing like, cause I live in an apartment, so it's hard to control some things, you know, cause you're going to have interactions from other people's like devices and their internet connection. So how, like, if you live in a standalone home and you have the access to like grounding things, what, what do you do basically to help kind of keep your, um, your nest as safe as it can be? Yeah. Well, if you can take like a break outside for 45 minutes to 60 minutes, contact your feet barefoot to the earth. But in the Pacific Northwest, it's pretty cold outside. It's actually really hard to do that uh, without your feet freezing after like two, three minutes. So there are some wearables that so that's the free stuff. Just get outside as often as you can find like areas where there are no cell phone uh, connections. But I also really am a big fan now because of looking at my sleep metrics with actually sleeping in EMF protective clothing. So this is where like functional fashion comes in. So there's a couple of brands that uh, Katie and I have been playing around with, including Lambs and No Choice. And you can find the uh, details for how to get that yourself along, along with some affiliate codes, promo codes as well. Um, but keeping your cell phone on airplane mode, I was doing that all the time, but now I keep it in my no choice blackout pouch with wearing like the hoodies, the jogger pants from no choice. You can actually plug them in. So this is what clearly I have this stuff around me. You can actually find a grounded outlet, plug this cable into the grounded outlet. You have to make sure it's grounded. And then you actually attach this little uh, piece here to 
the uh, port on your shirt, your pants, or your blanket. And I sleep with uh, the no choice uh, blanket, the oversized blanket with like the hood. I'll have that over my eyes. And it's uh, the threads are, are silver and it feels like silk. It actually feels fabulous. A um, little bit less expensive option is the lambs. And that works well too. That actually is what helped get me a 100% sleep score on my eight sleep the first night I slept in their cheeky briefs, their Faraday shirt, and their toque. I was freaking blown away. But as soon as I started to wear clothing to protect myself, which is a little bit more economical than calling up your electrician and saying, hey, how can we turn my house, my house into a Faraday cage? You can also take, I actually bought like a baby blanket too to throw over my router. Or if I'm working and I don't want like EMS for my laptop, I'll just put that on my lap to protect my organs. Like when you go to the dentist and they throw that lead drape on you, you can actually get a somewhat similar effect with like shrouding yourself in the silver fabric. We had played around with a grounding sheet like that we would put at the foot of our bed. And we, you know, same with those wires where we would ground it. I, uh, it was, it's hard. Like I, I guess I'm not as sensitive to EMFs as some other people, maybe like yourself. So I didn't really notice a big difference, but you know, we had done that for a while and I'm sure, and that's also a more affordable option too. Then we've also like had some, you know, how much uh, are those grounding mats though? Oh, we had gotten one from our mother-in-law. So it was a gift. I am not entirely sure. I'd have to look them up. Like what do they but... go for? Like those certain mats out there? Let's take a look, actually. I mean, I know like something like the Biomat, which is not necessarily grounding. It's more, it has like- um, Frequencies. Like protective frequencies, exactly. Yeah. But the grounding, like it's basically a piece of cloth that is also made with silver. Um, and it you plug it into, you know, uh, something grounded and then you, um, yeah, let's see. I'm just looking this up right now just to kind of get a sense. Yeah. While you find um, the price point, I, I want to actually add a layer to that, that I mm. don't think that's a good strategy. I think you literally <gasps> have to like shroud yourself and actually like cocoon yourself. Cause when I'm using my meat, my EMF reader, which is right here, uh, if I'm wearing something and I just like have it underneath an aspect of it, but like say I were to put this under my shirt, but it's still like exposed here from where my arm is holding it. Uh, it will still read EMFs, but when you actually cocoon it in and shroud it completely uh, from behind in all directions, that's when you get a lower reading. So it's not just a matter of lying on something. It's literally like cocooning yourself because Wi-Fi and EMF is like a soup. It's not like unidirectional. Well, 5G yeah. is directional, but. And just uh, to kind of like show you how inexpensive they are, like I found some as cheap as $25. And so I think, you know, you do get what you pay for, right? Like it's it's covering a very limited surface area. And, you know, I, I didn't even have a chance to like really look at some of the, the details of the fabric. But I think, you know, there is a reason why some of these companies do have products that are quite pricey. And it's because the fabric is, takes a lot, it's a lot of money to make. And so expect to pay a little bit more for some of these more higher end products, just because it's, you know, it, there's not a huge market demand as of yet 
I think these prices will go down over time. But as of right now, it's it's a little bit niche. So don't be alarmed when you see that their jumpsuit is like $400. It's all silver and they, you know, it takes a lot of time and uh, to craft these things. So some of the sheets I found are pretty cheap. And yeah, I mean, you could try them, but they, you know, you don't want to end up spending a lot of money on products that you're going to waste or not use. So maybe invest in something that you really, if you're really concerned about this, maybe invest in something a little bit more higher end. Um, the other thing too, is I, I strongly advise people like I used to make this mistake uh, when I was in college and even in my early twenties, where I would go running with my cell phone tucked into my sports bra with my ear, like my uh, AirPods in and gosh, like I, I just could kick myself for doing that because of, you know, how long your cell phone then is right next to your heart, next to your, you know, breasts. And it's just, yeah, don't do that. Like if you, if do whatever you can, like now I have like a, they actually have pants now where you can put like a, if you do need to carry your phone and granted, like if I'm running into the woods or I'm running a long distance and I want to have access to call somebody, if I'm in trouble, like I get why people take their phones with them, but I have a, a pocket like that. And you can even get like protective fabric too, where you keep it in your pants in the back of your pants, not anywhere near your organs. So just be mindful of those things where you put your pants, like, or where you put your phone, because like so many people keep it in their pocket all day long, like sitting right near all their essential organs. And I would just say like, when you can like try and take it out of your clothing and, uh, and do everything you can to protect your actual body. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that doesn't work, though. So like I said, it's not one direction with the way that electromagnetic fields work. It's literally a field and like a soup. So if you have uh, pants with one layer of the fabric on like both sides, what about the top of the pocket? So that's why I really like the blackout pouches. When I have my phone in here, I literally cannot get a call. That's how you know that stuff works. So a great tip is to download these podcasts. I would love everybody who's um, now going to be listening from here on out to make sure that you download the episode on your phone. And when you're listening, have your cellular button off, your Bluetooth button off, your Wi-Fi button off, have it on airplane mode, have it in your pouch, and then have the cable coming um, out of the pouch too. And use wired, use a wired headset. You can get the air tube type of headsets too, so that the um, acoustics that are going to your air aren't electrical in nature anymore. They're acoustic wave in nature. Mm -hmm. So that's why you'll see sometimes people with like um, uh, headsets that like it's it doesn't just look like a wire like this. They're actually yeah. quite a bit thicker as it's air tube technology. Yeah, my fiance got me a pair for Christmas. I think they're called Safe Sleeve is a great brand that it actually sounds really good too. It's not like you're losing too much quality. It's not going to be noise canceling by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's decent enough, especially if you're like hiking or walking outside alone. Um, do you turn your Wi-Fi router off at night? Just out of curiosity. I do not because that's kind of annoying for like other people in the home too that say they want to surf and I'm not up yet because I like to sleep in. I'm a bit of a night owl. I go to bed kind of later and I get up later. That's just 
just what works for me. I tend to work really well in the evenings when it's really quiet. So I'm not as distracted. Um, so what I do is I actually just cover my router with like uh, that, that no choice baby blanket or the Faraday shirt. I'll wrap it up in that. And that actually does dampen the signal a little bit. And then I'll actually sleep in the no choice blanket kind of like wrapped up. And like with like this little bit of my face, like so I can breathe exposed. And I just like, I can't believe how good I feel. But mm-hmm. it's it's the shrouding. It's like completely covering yourself in something. That's why I think the clothing is so great because you can not only have it as loungewear in your home, but also when you're out and about uh, exploring your neck of the woods. Mm. So I, I'm curious, have you used this uh, like, some of the the uh, clothing like around your menstrual cycle at all and do you because I suffer pretty terribly from like bad bad bouts of PMS symptoms I get headaches and fatigue and then pretty bad cramps and so I'm just curious if you you know have the same kind of symptoms and if you've noticed any changes since wearing the EMF clothing with your menstrual cycle I actually say yes. So a couple of, I don't know, what was that over the last eight months or so uh, after car accident, two of my cycles were off and also people around me were taking part in an experiment. So who the heck knows that implication as well? Everyone's just trying to do the best they can, but I did notice two of my cycles were very off, like two weeks late, two weeks early. Who knows? I'm not taking anything off the table as to contributing factors. And then I had another like completely missed one. Uh, What was it? December. I was doing a boatload of cryotherapy, like a lot of cold therapy. It was like minus 10 degrees. I was going in the woods, like very cold. My heater core in my Land Rover was toast. So I actually didn't have heat too. So I would literally be like bundled up two pairs of pants. It was kind of exciting. And now that my heater core is fixed, I was like, wow, this is like way too easy. (laughs) But then I, I went to upgrade and I did a couple like seriously extreme cryo, like literally that's the name of the setting is like extreme because I tolerate the cold well. So that actually is what taught me. And I um, connected with my TCM, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. And so like in preconception, you don't want to make your body feel like you're in survival mode and being in extreme temperature fluctuations will put your body in survival mode. So maybe think about that the week or two, like leading up to your cycle to maybe not do a lot of your cold therapy then. And just kind of like chill, maybe do like a gentle sauna and stuff like that. But it's just something really interesting. I've never heard anybody talk about that. The implications of cold and cryotherapy potentially impacting cycles. But it makes complete sense from the perspective that you do not want your body to think it's in survival mode. Uh, I would say my last cycle with wearing EMF clothing, I had like little to no cramps and little to no um, like mood disturbances. I noticed it a little bit, but that's how I know like my supplements are working with me. I take like this like liver detox protein that works really well too. Like that week leading up to it, I'll take um, my hormone support supplements. So like the stacks kind of thing. Um, I walk my clients through this and in my skincare programs, which is super fun. 
But do we love our menstrual cycles? And there's, there's mm. going to be some tips for the gents out there to score more <laughs> points with the ladies while they're going through that stuff. So, like, gents, please don't 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 tune out. Don't tune out. Mm-mm. No, we'll we'll give you we'll give you some pointers. I uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like I I have had inconsistencies in like fluctuations in my period as well, primarily due to stress. So yes, stress can affect like if it's physical stress mental and emotional and and i i actually now hearing you talk about cold therapy and overdoing things absolutely like i was doing that for a while and and i think that it can have it can play a role it to some degree in how much you're doing on how you know how much of your cycle is uh or how your cycle is going to shape up that month. So recently I started upping my magnesium uh, because, you know, a lot of women do crave chocolate and just tip for the men. Like it, it would be great if you had some dark chocolate in the house, like before her menstrual cycle, you know, if, if you know these things and maybe just keep a little note in your calendar, it's like, Hey, it's an early Valentine's day gift, but people crave chocolate because they're probably deficient in magnesium, but you can also get that from things like, avocados or, you know, even like some almond, you know, like doing an almond butter smoothie. So like start to figure out ways to incorporate more magnesium to help with some of the premenstrual cramping. And uh, Rachel, do you have any other like um, tips of like things that you eat? Because I tend to go high protein in the week leading up to my period and has ha- that has helped a lot. It I don't, it just feels more nourishing. It's more satiating. And I think that like my body is starting to adapt a little bit better because I I do tend to eat a lot of, you know, greens and, and I'm a little bit more vegetarian in that sense, most of my cycle, but like come the week of like leading up to my cycle, I am like trying to get as much bone broth soup in me. I'm doing the salmon, I'm doing the eggs, I'm doing fish. I'm really trying to like keep my, uh, my sustenance up with a lot of really healthy amino acids. Yeah, well, I wanted to add there that one of my favorite magnesiums is the BioOptimizers Meg Breakthrough. So you can get that at our favorites page on beautyandthebiohacker.com. And that also helps to support our channel here. So that's why we share this stuff. It's like we pre-vet it. So literally everything there is already like pre-vetted by Katie and I. And yeah, definitely the magnesium before bed. Now we're talking about food. Well, stress levels, 100%. And I do want to talk a little bit about microdosing. We'll pretty much like wrap up our episode with like this like huge hammer drop. So stay tuned because uh, this has actually like literally changed my life. And when it comes to food choices, I a lot of times like I was cooking with steak a lot, like doing some nice salad with like some nice local steak, like flank steak. And then I'm like thinking about I, I did like some nachos with some nice or like a grass-fed ground beef and my palate was just like I could not handle it and then I was just like okay time to switch to salmon I was getting some headaches coming back and my nutritionist uh, after a couple car accidents and Katie I want to catch you because you said my PMS site symptoms like my cycle stuff like that we mm-hmm. have to be very particular with not um, identifying those aspects that are not of ourselves. They're kind of like symptoms of what's going on to not claim them as your 
own because you'll kind of like start to um, integrate that into your identity it's like this whole manifesting thing so like not talking about like my acne or like my acne scarring it's very interesting our words are super powerful I basically ate like a boatload of salmon so salmon's really expensive so what you can do is actually just go to your um, like your fish market and get their salmon trim because you actually want to eat salmon raw as much as possible. So, you know, in like the fish case, don't get your salmon at Whole Foods. Like the worst experiences I've had with, with fit, seafood has actually been at Whole Foods. It's like super disgusting quality. It's not very fresh. So go straight to your fish market. Don't go to the ones in the tourist settings. Go to the ones that like is more like the local markets. So you'll get better prices. But when they display these beautiful pieces of salmon, they trim them. And you can actually buy that salmon trim and it's kind of like locks, but it's not going to be smoked or seasoned or anything. It's just plain. Get like the big like freezer bag. I got like this monster bag. It's like legitimately like bigger than my head for like $24 and it comes frozen. You just kind of like chip off. I actually brought it into the bush with me. And then as it was freezing, I was putting it like on salads and it was keeping everything else in my freezer pack cold. So if you're camping, like get some salmon trim, it'll be great for you to kind of like nibble on. And so lean into what your palate is telling you, the type of meat it wants. If you're kind of like, uh, oh, gross. I pretty much don't eat any chicken. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure you're upping your salmon game and like tuning into intuitively what your body wants more of. Because it will tell you, is this going to be a beef night? Is this going to be salmon night? Is this going to be a vegetarian night? Is this going to be like a tuna night? But I do not recommend chicken right now. It's like really high in like amyloid plaques and stuff like that. I, yeah, I've kind of um, just focused my palate and my diet around a lot of really healthy uh, fish, you know, alternate, like just kind of going down the fish um, rabbit hole, I guess, and, and exploring new fish that I haven't had. Like oysters are amazing. You can get all of your zinc in oyster, in like one or two oysters. And try you know different things that like petrolli sole is really popular at our local um you know grocer and then go to a farmer's market if you can get fresh it's um, really really good and sushi night that's a great date night idea right before your period because you don't have to cook and it's raw fish it's you know if you can tolerate it of course like everyone some people don't just don't like raw fish and i totally get that and respect it but you know having some carbs as well is not a bad thing for you know i think like there's been a lot of misconceptions especially for people who are very into the whole keto thing and maybe follow the bulletproof diet but like have some good carbs during like leading up to your cycle some sweet potatoes even some white rice like if you have to drench it in brain octane oil to make you feel better then do it but like i think that there's something profound about kind of getting out of your own head and being so stringent with yourself and letting your body just get like get the fuel it needs to to perform at a higher level yeah clients i work with that are like super particular type a biohackers with intermittent fasting i actually recommend being more flexible being a flexitarian as Dave Asprey says, huge fan of that type of approach. Seems to work really well for me. Uh, for gents out there, you're going to be just like cruising along. But for ladies, we have to kind of modulate things. So when you brought up chocolate, that's something I would like to segue into. Uh, something very interesting with microdosing. What's your take on this? Well, I mean, 
I think that like, as we start to learn more about some of the different plant like mechanisms out there, and I think that so many of us are starting to see some of the benefits of various types of medicinal mushrooms. We've had plenty of guests on the show that have talked about everything from lion's mane and chaga to, you know, reishi and turkey tail. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, really interesting data coming out about like the, and all of the plant, all of the um, kind of mushroom benefits and, you know, from the mycelia to the actual fruiting bodies. So I think that, you know, there's still research that needs to be done, but there are kind of like the CBD plant, like there are some benefits that people are noticing around things like chronic depression, around, you know, mood disorders. And, and like, as an alternative, people are looking at some of the benefits of the psychoactive components of the mushroom plant. So enter something like microdosing. And when we say microdosing, you know, we are talking about very, very small, like one 15th of the percentage of what one would consider to be a high, you know, the, a, a larger dose, or as they sometimes say, um, colloquially, like a hero's journey dose, where you would actually like not be in your kind of, you, you wouldn't be able to drive, you wouldn't be in a normal cognitive state. A microdose, on the other hand, is uh, the way it gets absorbed is it's so minor that you barely even can notice the effects, but it's, it's that subtle. So I, I just kind of wanted to paint a picture just in case people weren't really familiar with the term and what it actually means, but it is referring to, you know, um, the mushroom plant and a small extraction combined usually with another part of a mushroom like lion's mane or reishi. Yeah. And it's funny, I was on a call with like a bunch of psychotherapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, and we're actually talking about this and how this has like become a really big trend. And they're actually seeing some really beautiful benefits in their clients in regards to sort of like mood stabilization, just not giving an ish about the stuff going on in the world around you. So it's actually uh, can be a tool for bringing people more into their present moment awareness. It has a very like calming feeling speaking from experience. Um, it doesn't make you high. So it actually just gives you this like profound calmness, uh, profound clarity because you're not distracted with everything else that's going on around you. So I think that this could be like a tool to be used actually even before your cycle. If you're noticing you're just getting like a little bit more moody, a little bit more wound up, this could be a tool. And I actually think it's a better tool than things like alcohol, which is also regarded as quote unquote spirits that I don't think that that um, nickname of it is to be taken lightly. So when we're talking about these different tools, plant medicine, we're talking alcohol, we're talking THC, we're talking uh, psilocybin, they all have different qualities and for sure different uses. But for me, I really like am not at all interested in alcohol or THC because they make me feel too much not like myself. And it's really fascinating when I drink, I actually become a little too masculine and I do not like it. Even like, even I used to love Guinness and I just, I, I just, I just don't like it. My body, like I think of having like Guinness, I have so like, not so many, I have like three in my fridge forever. 
and I just think about it, it kind of makes me feel a bit nauseous and like THC just like, okay, if you want to like chill out to Pineapple Express and like conk out and turn your brain off, you know, go for it. But uh, the next day, you're for sure going to feel like the laggy effects from it, which a lot of us probably aren't really into contributing to more things like brain fog. And then microdosing is just like this immense clarity, calmness, and kind of uh, it, it's, it's actually like really, really nice. And I'm curious, Katie, um, so it's like legal and not legal in some places like THC is completely legal where I am. I'm not yeah. really sure of like the legal nature of this stuff. But like I had my Malama mushrooms in my coffee this morning. And I mean, like, that, that's totally fine. So there's a difference between like getting high off the magic mushrooms, the mm -hmm. microdosing, which is like you're still going to be completely able to function, but you will, you know, you won't feel high at all, but you'll feel super clear. And then there's like the adaptogenic aspect of it. Yeah. So I think it's very important that we put up a big legal disclosure and, and you know, just tell people like this stuff is not available on Amazon. Like it, you and you have to be very careful, like with your source, too, because I I think as a result of things not it, because it's not legal, it's not being regulated. Right. So a lot of this stuff that you might have access to is very underground. If you are in interested in looking into this stuff, you have to be very, very careful and conscientious of where you're getting this stuff from. And I, you know, I'm just putting that caveat out there because you are in charge of your own health and you do not want to, you know, just find something randomly on the internet and ship it to your house and think it's okay. So just be very mindful, like until we get some form of regulation, which by God, it's going to come in the next two or three years. There's a couple of states in that are loosening some regulations around, you know, certain things as it relates to, um, you know, plant medicine. But I, again, like just use your discretion. And if you can't get access to it right now, like it, that's okay. It's not the end of the world, but I I'm hopeful that in the next decade or so, we're going to start to see some of these alternative like plant medicine type of uh, modalities really replacing prescription medication. I think we're, there's already services where you can do at-home administration of things like ketamine, where, you know, there's MDMA therapy kind of being tested out right now on Johns Hopkins, psilocybin treatments, uh, and, you know, various tools around that, even relating to microdosing are starting to pop up at, at different universities where they're doing experiments. And so give it some time, you know, we're not saying to rush out and try and find a forager and ask him today where he you can get this stuff, but just realize that it things are the the tides are turning a bit. I think people are starting to realize that there is a lot that we have access to in nature that we can hopefully use as an alternative to being stuck on a prescription for the rest of your life. And of course, that's feeding big pharma. So there's going to be a lot of 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 things that need to get settled first. And do I necessarily want government to regulate it? I'm not sure because I think like we've seen what's happened with the CBD and THC industries where, you know, I think like there's, there's a lot of incentive for them now to promote this thing. And there is a lot of regulation, but I, I, you know, maybe it is, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. I, I, I have a lot of questions about all of this stuff. And I think, you know, it's okay to not have everything answered right now. 
Yeah. And honestly, like when you're talking about sourcing a hundred percent, you want to be just as careful with like your coffee as you are with your supplements and having potential mold exposure is really key. So the reason I brought pineapple express was because hubby and I were watching it in bed last night. It's like, let's just put on something lighthearted. I freaking love James Franco and Seth Rogen. I think they're freaking hilarious. And actually in Vancouver, one of my girlfriends, she does like costume design for a lot of the celebrities and like actually has worked with them and said that like they're hilarious. So they make me laugh. And that's why I use that reference. And then I was just kind of asking Gabriel, it's like, if you were to take a drug, because he doesn't, what would you want? What would you take? And like, how would you want to feel? And he's like, oh, I'd want to feel like really calm and not like have a care in the world. I'm like, I feel like that would be like psilocybin for him. But the thing is, you remember when we did the Malama mushrooms interview? Mm -hmm. And so I was sipping on coffee. And then I just like felt like really giddy at the end of the at the end of the interview. Remember that? I hope mm -hmm. you didn't edit that out. But like when you're using things like that, that obviously it's not going to have like the psychoactive elements, but the adaptogenic elements, you can still get a really lovely effect from it for uh, like calmness and things like that from like the adaptogenic formulation. So that's for kind sure. of like your yeah, trip, hero's journey, microdosing, adaptogenic. So, but yeah. you have to do like the tip test with every, everything. And we have to be really careful what we're kind of like making ourselves permeable and exposed to when we're, um, using substances i think alcohol is like the worst for opening yourself up to like bad situations and it's completely widely accepted and used which makes me question everything at the end of the day rachel i think the bigger point is like why are you going after something recreational to begin with right like some people need a glass of wine at night to unwind well what is it about your day or what is it about your life's mission that you have to have this glass of wine. Like when anything becomes so habitual, I think it does like call you to question, why do I feel like I need to do X, Y, or Z to recover from my day or to get over this thing that's bothering me? Like, I, I think that's the bigger question is like, if we're going to use any sort of tool, and I'm not even just talking about recreational stuff, I'm talking about like, anything in our life from food to drink, like anything, just kind of ask yourself the question, like, do I need this thing? Why am I doing this thing? You know, I think there's a lot that could be said for that, because I think some people tend to just cling on to things because it makes them feel good in the moment, but they're not addressing the root cause. I love how you summed up that conversation because honestly, like this is a really deep conversation that I'm really, ex I'm looking forward to actually speaking more to, but just straight up, I love adaptogens and like they're completely yeah. legal. Like I had it in my coffee this morning. It was from Hawaii, from someone who like foraged it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that it's really interesting to look at like why some things are allowed and some aren't. And the things that are allowed can be like really, really destructive and destroy people's lives. So it's really interesting because I was around like two different types of circles of people this over this week for girlfriends birthday parties. One of them is like very natural um, in like all aspects of themselves and like pretty much everyone there was like 
microdosing and saying like how transformative it's been in in their lives. And then the other group was they had more alcohol in their lives and in their lifestyle. And it was very interesting for me as like the observer to objectively see the differences with what they were talking about. And the, the microdosing crew was like, you know, we're making new systems, we're entrepreneurs, talking about cryptocurrency and like having a fire outside and like being in nature. It was, it was really cool to actually like assess the differences. And like these are like super smart people. We're talking like immunologists were even at this campfire, like really smart people. And then the other was just like um, – a little bit more stressed out about the state of the world and like talk that definitely came up a whole bunch of times in the conversation. So I'm just over here, like just like assessing the differences with the type of people that choose to do this or choose to do that. And as a nurse, I'm kind of like trained to <laughs> the way we can help people is like, okay, what background information about their lifestyle do I need to take into account to better serve them? Mm-hmm. And like, like, yes, is that stereotyping a hundred percent? But does it actually have a use in certain applications to kind of like guide with how you can best support them? Um, I find all that stuff very fascinating. It is. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole conversation, like we can go in so many different directions because I think this is really where the state of the world is going. I think that, you know, people are educating themselves and they're starting to learn, you know, what works, what doesn't. And and starting to take some bigger risks and try new things. And I, I encourage people to always just use your discretion and be an observer first. I think that's a great practice. Just to understand like how things work before you experiment and understand the implications. And it's why I choose not to drink because, you know, I not only have I, you know, witnessed in my own family, some of the devastating effects of that, but I also know that those toxic chemicals do not help my sleep. I never feel better the next day. It's empty calories. It just doesn't make me feel like my best version of myself. And so I choose to abstain from it. And that's fine. I'm not so dogmatic that I would never have a drink. Like that's never the case. Uh, I think it's just important to always look at it through the lens of kind of an observer first and and sort of just, again, come back to those questions of, you know, why am I doing this? But uh, but anyway, I we probably should wrap up soon because my God, could we talk? This has been a fun one. It's yeah, so, so the, fun. The la- what I really wanted to kind of conclude with our episode here is what's going on in our neck of the woods. That's what I've noticed. Like literally in the mm-hmm. woods, like an outdoor campfire, looking at the stars, we're starting to get outside a little bit more spring's kind of just around the corner i'm looking outside the blossoms are out i feel like the moods are lifting uh where i live anyways uh because we can be outside a little bit more and not like completely freeze our little toes off i've actually noticed um some some strange things recently and i i don't know if it's just like where the moon is right now or or what's going on but I've, i've seen a lot of like random fights happening i was walking my dog the other day and just like two people were bickering in the parking lot over i don't even know and i was i was in a grocery store the other day and like there were two people arguing and you know and somebody even like came up to us like complaining that we had our dog in the store and mind you like our dog is four pounds and was in my arms like wrapped up and it got me thinking like man you know 
instead of getting upset or angry, I think like this is the time to have empathy for people. This is the time to really like not like hold your judgment because you don't know what they're going through. I think the world right now with everything that's happened over the last 10 years, I'm going to even say, just if you think about where we've been and where we are now and just how much has changed, uh, people are handling it in different ways. And it's never okay or it never makes you feel good to see people having arguments at all. And there are there is a part of me that wants to intervene and be like, stop, guys. Like, why are we why are we getting upset? But it's not your place. And all you can do is kind of just like pray and and hope that like they're going to find peace with themselves because some, there's another underlying issue. Right. It's really a reflection of how they're feeling inside and they're basically broadcasting it very openly to the world. But just have a little extra empathy for your neighbor or for whoever is, you know, pushing your buttons or says something completely like out of left field and maybe even disrespectful, you know, and just, you are responsible for your own emotions and reactions to other situations. You can't control other people. Yeah. hundred percent. We know that society and humanity is essentially breaking down. We are like in an era of like genocide, burning of the witches. Like I've had a psychiatrist in a weekly scientific roundtable say that that's where humanity is right now. If you are tuning in here, you're likely part of the 10%. So super proud to take this journey with you. And we're really all just doing our best possible. So yes, I love what you said, Katie, to have empathy for those around you. This is why I go into the woods so much and I work virtually is because sometimes it's a good idea to uh, protect your energy and not to be around other people that may be like super inflamed and triggered right now so that doesn't rub off on you i do also have a theory wearing emf protective clothing out in public so that you're not as impacted by their taurus fields and their mm -hmm. like uh you know heart math right we know that the the heart gives off a lot of energy so I actually do. That's like a little uh, intuitive empath trick is to wear some of that gear underneath your jacket. <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's wrap it up. Learn more about Katie and I over at beautyinthebiohacker.com. Send us an email, info at beautyinthebiohacker.com. And check out our favorites page for all the things that we talked about in today's episode. We'll also drop them in the description box here below you can't find me on social media but katie you have a pretty kick butt youtube channel the katie oh Chetney you're gonna YouTube censor channel. yourself now <laughs> she was just gonna say kick ass people and she was like kick butt <laughs> i love you so, so much oh uh, yeah you can love find me too. at katie type a again i'm i'm kind of taking a hiatus from uh from the instagram thing too so if you dm me i promise i'll try to get back to you i don't have a like va or anything so i do all my own answering and yeah. uh and you could be assured it is me behind the screen yeah. answering those things but you know i think uh yeah, I, I, we love all of you guys. We're so happy to show up for you each week and hope that you found this kind of, you know, a little out of left field content uh, riveting and, you know, hope it doesn't get censored. <laughs> but well, I think it won't on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 
feel like the so, audio only is like a bit of a safer place to like sit it's right really now. Great. Yeah, yeah. So I had a great discussion and uh, mm-hmm. we hope that you enjoyed it too. And you can make sure to stay tuned right here next week for another great one. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giveaways you won't want to miss. 